Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. When Mercury is retrograde, it's good for unexpected things. Mm. It's just not good for the planned things. Mm, right? Interesting. So, I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was waiting for a, uh, an appointment with my doctor. Mm. It was scheduled for September, and they called me yesterday. They're like, "We have a cancellation. Do you want to come in tomorrow?" Mm. And I went in there. Doo, 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 you know, like everything went super fast, super smooth, right? Nice. Because it was unexpected. But yeah, I like that. That that yeah. really does put a different frame on Mercury retrograde, you know? Yeah. Because um, I definitely yeah, had several planned things that went <laughs> bonkers, like mega yeah, well, bonkers. Like, 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 especially if you planned it before the retrograde started mm. and you're like, oh, that's going to happen. Uh, no, mm. it's not. <laughs> but if once the retrograde has gone going, you're like this weird thing comes in, you're like, oh, I feel like doing this kind of mm. out of my it's out of my rhythm or out of my normal expectations then it's like the energy comes around it and helps it to manifest mm. but it's like it just doesn't want what's predictable to manifest mm. <laughs> sure sure i like that that makes more sense so even this week like i don't know if you've noticed i mean i've noticed where i am traffic is slow Mm. like things tend to slow down people are tired mm, 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 yeah mm. like i'm speaking to a lot of clients who are super tired mm. it's just that it's mm. been like the energies have been so amped up because of because it's been eclipse season and the mm. retrograde and now that you know the, the retrograde is ending and eclipse season is kind of we're kind of being weaned off it yeah. everyone's like whoa <laughs> you know? mm. just tired Space cord, space cord. We invite you to join us as we explore the Cancer Archetype. Well, I'm glad we're stationed and moving direct yep. soon. We're in Cancer season, and mm -hmm. I got a lot of Cancer in my chart, so that's good, I would think. We would like to introduce you to astrology student Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. Spending time with family. I'm back on the mainland with family. I associate cancer with family, so that makes sense um, to me. But yeah, and I'm going to be going to see my family too. So nice. I relate to that, like that. Yeah, it's a good time to be with your family. Yeah. So what else about like the Cancer archetype or Cancerian? Well, it's anything that has to do with nurturing mm. and development. We would like to introduce you to astrologer Kate Rusko, Virgo Sun, Gemini Moon, Pisces Rising. Cancer to me is like a gardener, you know, mm. someone who knows, you know, the right soil for the plant, what the plant needs for the plant to grow, like understands the cycles around it and has the patience to allow like those processes to unfold 
Mm. Like I, I don't have cancer in my chart. So so I'm the kind of person who is the last person you want as a gardener. Right? <laughs> like so impatient, trying to pull mm. things up at the wrong time. But the cancer archetype is like, it's a water sign. It's, it goes like deep, you know, deep, but like a deep in, in a nurturing kind of sense. Like what do you need? Like it taps into the other, like what, mm. like, even, like whether it's a person, whether it's a project, like what does this person need? What does this project need? It's very creative mm. and, and in a very personal way. Mm. Like I was thinking, but last time we talked about Gemini, we talked about the self-consciousness of Gemini. Mm. I realize afterwards how you always bring in some very personal things. Mm. You always mm-hmm. share those. I don't yeah. <laughs> so much, but <laughs> you do. And that's why you mm-hmm. answer coming out. Because mm. you, know? mm. you can talk, like when you share, it's important that it comes from a very personal perspective. And that way mm. other people can relate to it and they relate to you. They connect to you mm. that way. Yeah, for sure. That like relatability, connection are definitely super important to me. And when you were talking about water signs and when you talked about like going deep, but in a nurturing way, yeah, I was thinking of the difference between the other water signs, which is Scorpio yeah. and Pisces, yeah. where I would imagine Scorpio is kind of like depth in an intense way and yes. like subconscious <laughs> realms, right? Yeah, like it's like underworld. The, the pa- well, yeah, yeah, the, the shadow, the passionate the shadow. side, like it wants like deep aliveness, like mm. they're, they're like if you're having a Scorpio kind of conversation, they're going to want to go deep, like into mm. meaty kind of issues, like cancers, but like deep in terms of like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, what do you, you know, what do you need? Are you hungry? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, do you need some support right now? But mm-hmm. it's not like taking you to the edge, like Scorpio would want to take you to the edge yeah and i was thinking like as you were describing that kind of like the needs of others i was thinking cancer might be described more as like empathetic right and or empathy but then i was thinking is that more pisces you know like pisces is kind of the known Um, as like the empath right right well because pisces is more it's transpersonal whereas cancer is personal Mm. so cancer connects to one person at a time Mm-hmm. whereas Pisces is connecting to everyone and like, it doesn't matter who it connects with. Whereas cancer matters. Like, are you, it's like, cancer's like, are you part of my family? <laughs> like, are you mm-hmm. my friend? Like cancer is not going down the street and finding random people necessarily to connect mm-hmm. with. Although mm-hmm. Pisces is that pipe. Like if you have a lot of Pisces in your chart, mm-hmm. the world comes at you, mm-hmm. you know, that's the difference. Like the personal, the transpersonal. Interesting. Yeah. The waters, the emotions. Yes. The emotions, the connectivity, like water gets everywhere. It can't be contained, you know, or yeah. it has to be like, or you have to kind of contain it if you want to hold it in something, but then it's always going to look for a way out of the container, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and also with connection or maybe connecting something that came up for me when you were talking about water, I remember my science, like eighth grade teacher was describing how water is sticky And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Like that kind of really blew my mind and stuck with me because he described, you know, when you get out of the shower, you have to take a towel Mm -hmm. and wipe yourself off. Like the water Mm -hmm. doesn't just fall off of you. I mean, maybe a majority of it, but you have all these beads of water because it's actually adhering to your skin. So it has like this adhesive quality. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wants to penetrate your skin. Even a gentle, like a a drop can penetrate rock eventually, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how the Mm -hmm. world was formed. It's super powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Water, but yeah, sticky. I like that. It is an emotional thing. It can get very sticky. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> adhering, a lot of attachment. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's definitely a cancer issue. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, when does the mama or papa? When do they let go of the baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like even letting go of a project. Like mm. when is your project ready to go out in the world and see, you know, have its own life? Like yeah. after you've nurtured something, like maybe it's a book or something, like the hard part might be letting it go. Mm. Yeah, letting go, a constant lesson. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you've got your moon, your sun, got, yeah. Mercury, your north yeah. node. Yeah. So it's actually, it's part of, you know, it's, it's, it's both your past and your like, progressive part of your chart like you're you're carrying this with you it's super important energy for you there's times that i have been like not identifying with cancer because everything is like you're crying all the time you're so emotional (laughs) and i definitely think i'm very emotional but like the crying all the time hasn't been my expression and um yeah and honestly i i know a bunch of cancer moons and and some can and some some don't (laughs) like not at all like they would not want to do that at all because that would be putting their needs ahead of someone else's needs Mm. you know but I think also like as an archetype like there are parts of archetypes that are accepted and parts that are not Mm. we're not really a feeling kind of a culture we're Mm. more of a visionary talking kind of culture but we're not like, oh, like, let's start from your feelings, right, <laughs> you know? Right. So I think it's okay if you're a she, her, at least when I was growing up, so, yeah, if you're she, her, it's okay to cry. It's okay. Mm, you right. know, but after a while, you got to grow up. But like, let's say you're a he, like, mm-hmm. forget about it. And, you know, I have a daughter who's, she doesn't have cancer in her chart, but she's, she's a real like feeler. Mm. And um, I had to really be careful to support that part of her you know like mm-hmm. hey if you want to cry in school go ahead <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you need to express that go ahead you yeah know? but mm. i think also never trust just you know mcdonald's of astrology mm. right where everyone's sort of lumped in things like oh all cancers are criers yeah no <laughs> like <laughs> no yeah <laughs> no yeah. no no cancers are people who you can really depend on to like create something and put put a lot of care into it. That's what cancers are to me. They're not criers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because my relationship with crying and that expression has definitely been slightly warped. I mean, speaking to the kind of like the stereotypes and like generationally, like what's yeah. accepted and what's not. In my nuclear household, that's definitely something that's like, eh, we don't need to cry about that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah this sort of mentality, but kind of taking that conditioning outside of my nuclear family, I definitely viewed crying as like weakness, Mm. which I don't think is true at all now, but I think in probably my like youth, adolescence, and even early adult life, like that was definitely the perception. So I think becoming comfortable with that vulnerability of expression, because, you know, it's really a beautiful expression. You know, there's tears of happiness too. So totally. It's very natural. It's very, very natural. And we're so knocked out of our feeling nature so early on. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting though, when I think about like my nieces and nephews who range from like two years old to 10 years old, they're definitely being brought up in kind of like their little academic, you know, world as like, 
what are your feelings? And so it's, I can see that it, it, that it is taking, you know, a shift, you know, definitely it seems like there is progress made in, yeah, acceptance of that expression. So. Yeah. And we have to think that this is all very new stuff, Uh, especially people in my generation. No one was raised with parents who were talking about their feelings. And there was, there was a lot of trauma, especially in the 20th century, untreated trauma. Mm. Right. And now I think the younger generation is lucky because they have all these ways of talking about their feelings and their emotions. Mm. Um, it's pretty impressive. Mm. You know, we just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm optimistic for the future and feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Let's talk about some feelers. Let's <laughs> some, do it. Let's, some let's get into people. it. I always like to talk about Princess Diana, but maybe I'm going to talk about someone else first. Because <laughs> okay? mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Keanu Reeves had so much cancer in his chart. Neither did I. Yeah. He's, wow. He's a cancer moon and Mars and Venus in cancer. So he's got like a really strong Virgo part of him, but mm. also this really strong cancer. Mm. And, and Virgo and cancer are kind of similar because they're mm. both kind of mother archetypes Mm, mm. although cancer is the personal and Virgo would be the impersonal (laughs) mother Mm. you know so I think he's like he's he's really interesting that he doesn't have a family Mm. right he's never been married he's not the typical cancer but what he is is he's kind of he nurtures his work Mm. you know he's like I think he's probably uh, he's had a fantastic career. He's probably a great person to work with. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't, you know, dug really deep, but I don't think anyone says anything bad about him. Yeah. It's just super interesting. You don't really hear anything either way. Like, you know, I, right. don't, I don't feel like people are like goo goo gaga over Keanu Reeves, you know, it's just kind of like one of those like, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves, you know, yeah. everybody knows him, but yeah, yeah there's nothing bad. There's... No, he's had this super long career. Mm-hmm. And he's still really successful. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he must just invest a lot of himself in his work. Craft, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he must be great to work with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it must be. Mm-hmm. Interesting that he kind of shatters that cancer stereotype. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely. Princess Diana was a sun in cancer and a mercury in cancer, like mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what's fascinating about her is that she had a, an Aquarius moon. So very detached mm. kind of moon, impersonal moon, very futuristic thinking kind of moon. Mm-hmm. But what she did was she really tapped into that cancer part and she you know, broke all the stereotypes mm. of like royalty and went and you know, she did amazing things like going to hold hands with AIDS patients at a time when you know, it was hugely taboo. Mm. to have AIDS, to even work in an right. AIDS ward in a hospital. I was just reading how she, she wanted a photo, you know, shaking hands. And none of the patients would do it. Like only mm. one of them said, okay, I'll do it, but only from behind. Because he didn't even want the stigma himself of being wow. identified as having AIDS. Wow. Yeah. So she did a huge job with that. And then her work with leprosy foundations and then mine. Like, you know, she just, she went out of her way to show I can be caring. Like, I'm not just a princess on a pedestal. And I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, and she was also really close to her children. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, she actually raised them, mm-hmm. you, know? you know? So I think that's a really beautiful expression of the mm-hmm. cancer archetype. Mm-hmm. Pope Francis, the current Pope, mm-hmm. he has his ascendant in cancer. 
Okay. So he's also an Aquarius moon, like Princess Diana. Mm. He has a really interesting story. I don't know if you saw the film, The Two Popes. No. I was kind of blown away by that story because he's Argentinian and he lived through the whole political era of the 70s mm. and the 80s, which were so dark in Argentina. He tried to do his best, but didn't feel that he succeeded in that. And so he didn't want to be Pope. Yeah, he really fought that off, but they really wanted him to be Pope. And he's just as, he seems very down to earth, doesn't wear the red papal shoes and all that sort of stuff, which is right. so ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, he's just like, no, we're here to like help people and nurture people. So I thought that was... yeah. Cancer. When I looked up cancer, there are so many actors who have their moon in cancer. It just was overwhelming. Mm. And I think it's because it's just this archetype that will pour itself into something, mm. especially mm. when it's creative, mm. right? And they have this like bank of feelings to share with people, you know, like mm. it was, it was kind of amazing. And then also I had read about this woman recently, her name's Ann Russell Miller. And she was a socialite. She was born in 1928. Mm -hmm. And she was very, very, very wealthy. And when she was 60, she gave away everything and became a nun. Because that was what she wanted to do initially before she had this family. I think she was like, she had 10 children. Whoa. And she gave everything away. Yeah, went like to this very cloistered place, like could only see her kids like through bars, you know, if Jeez, they, saw her, yeah. they, they saw her at all. Yeah. And she had a Mars in cancer mm. and she, you know gemini moon so like some scorpio but like that mars and cancer i think was her stepping into that was sort of nurturing herself like in the last third of her life going you know what like what i really want is a relationship mm. with god mm -hmm. so i i've done all the rest yeah she like threw a huge party for 800 people and then she just left <laughs> like, yeah yeah i'm going to see no god big deal Right. <laughs> yeah. wow. I thought, wow, that's a life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that when you have cancer, like it's important to nurture yourself as much mm. as other people. And mm. that's often a really hard thing to do. Like, I don't know whether you can relate to that. I'd give myself like a good 70% on the nurturing of the self. Um, okay, good. I think that's probably because you have a lot of air in your chart too. So it gives you the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love being of service to others. That's for sure. But I also recognize like if I'm not serving myself, I really can't fully serve others. Right. So that has definitely been a priority. I mean, there's parts of myself, like my body, my body nurturing, I think I could do a way better job of. Like mm. I know my body wants nurturing in certain ways and I'm like, meh, we're not going to do that. Our mind's got to do these other things, you know? So Right. But yeah, generally, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, that's important to, actually, it's an important point for cancer. Like if you have that, it's really sinking into those cycles and allowing them to play out mm. for yourself. Like not trying mm. to rush things too much because you're so connected. It's like your waters, you're connected to tides, you know, the mm -hmm. ebb and flow of tides. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't change that. Right. You just have to go with it. Yeah. So yeah. if it's in your chart, it's like, you know, don't force something to happen. Don't push yourself to get somewhere before you're actually ready. Just give yourself the time. 
because eventually you will be. Yeah. And I do feel that very strongly. Like I've always been in perfect time with anything. And even with my mind kind of maybe doubting or I should be doing this or I should have Mm -hmm. this or anything like that really is just very minimal chatter in the background because I really do have an undercurrent and a strong like belief of like, I'm right on time. I don't really get hung up on like comparison of like others and this and norms and this, which has been a a real gift, you know, like I haven't succumbed to like guilt or yeah, just a lot of things that are as a result of comparison to like, you know, other people's paths. Like I firmly believe we're all on our journeys and Mm -hmm. very much like the seashell, you know, there's all these lines that lead to one Mm -hmm. point, you know, Mm -hmm. so let us choose what we will and trust that our choices are righteous, you know? Nice. I like the seashell analogy. That's actually stolen from the Camino de Santiago. So I got to give credit where it's due. (laughs) (laughs) Are you familiar with this pilgrimage? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 I did that in 2015. And oh, when I realized what that symbol represented, it, it, it was really profound because yeah. it's such an accurate depiction of what I perceive this life to look like, you know. Mm. And it was interesting being on the Camino and actually seeing that symbol play out, you know, right. like some people were old, some people were young, some, some people had brand new boots, some people had no <laughs> shoes, you know. So you have all these, you know, again, lines on the seashell, but everyone's going to Compostela, you know. Right. Um, right. So so yeah, it was it was fascinating. I'm going through the list of people with sun and cancer now, and mm-hmm. I'm realizing it's like there are way more actors with moon and cancer than there are with sun and cancer. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. It's like the moon gives them that emotionality. Yeah, like which that versatility, is. right? Because yeah. you can be wearing different masks under different emotions. Yeah, yeah, really tapping into all sorts of different emotions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like actually, I would mention the crab because right, <laughs> talk about symbols. Often, yeah, often associated with cancer because it's like got a shell, so it's like don't get me out of my shell, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. don't get me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Could be it as well. But I don't see that so much as a negative. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's more like cancer knows what it's likes and how important is that? Super important. The sidestepping might be a thing, might have a little, you know, (laughs) but, (laughs) but the shell bit, you know, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Perhaps the (laughs) The passive, the passive uh, sidestep. I'm curious, like with regards to the shell and kind of that, I don't know, I perceive that to kind of represent home, you know, and obviously family, home, nurturing, all of these are kind of associated with cancer. You know, for me personally, having so much cancer in my chart, pretty much everyone I should say that I meet never guesses that I'm a cancer son (laughs) and certainly doesn't guess that I have like a moon and a mercury and a north (laughs) node in cancer. And a lot of that is because the lifestyle I've chosen has been very nomadic in the sense of traveling Mm. so much. And while Hawaii is my forever is my home, like I didn't actually start settling into it until COVID hit. Like I had it as a base, but I would travel like eight, nine yeah. months out of the year and then oh come back God. to the islands. You know, it's interesting because there is this strong association with home. And I've yes. kind of identified with this idea of, you know, home is where the heart is, you know, and I really do anchor so much of my experience and my time and myself in my heart space. But yeah, I don't know. Would you, yeah, is there anything I, in my chart or anything you'd speak to with regards to yeah. that? So I would look for the house, the astrology house that Mm. cancer is in. So 
for me, you have it's in your second house. Like I mm-hmm. use whole house signs, mm-hmm. so I would say your your body is your home. And mm-hmm. like I've done a lot of charts lately for people who have cancer in the ninth house. And ninth house mm-hmm. is about your philosophy or your, your or your vision of life. So I would tell them your home is sort of how you how you see the world, mm-hmm. like your your philosophy, your your truths. That's your, what your home is. Home mm-hmm. is not just the walls that you live in or a certain mm-hmm. place. Like for different people, home means different stuff. I think cancer is breaking out of that stereotype of mm-hmm. home because it's become it's been too, you know, to use the word tribal, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's kind of a like a murky word to use nowadays, but it's like if you're too attached to a certain place or a certain nationality, let's mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. then it becomes kind of skewed, right? But I think cancer mm-hmm. now is realizing, oh, like home actually can be anywhere. Mm, right mm. so it's not it's not just about creature comforts or a certain space it's mm-hmm. about it's about how do you make home mm. you know and as long as you have that sense of like deep connection mm-hmm. and and deep comfort Mm. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it's actually one place or a gazillion places. So I, I would really look at where it sits in the chart. Would you also say for people to look at their their fourth house placement? Because fourth yeah, house, I always look that too. Like, okay. um, like so you have uh, Virgo there. So there's just sort of a sacredness to your personal space, you mm-hmm. know. But like, let's say you could have Sagittarius there or Aquarius there. And so mm. your home could be anywhere. Like you're going to mm. want to keep moving your personal space. It's right. going to keep changing. Just because you have a lot of cancer doesn't mean that you're going to live in the same place your whole life. Right. right? Not at all. Like you, like you always have to look at the whole chart. Mm-hmm. Like right. for you, it's taking into account, you know, your Gemini. You have a lot of air. So mm-hmm. the air is like constantly looking for different perspectives and different places and talking to different people. Wow. All these things to consider. So much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't see you having a messy home. <laughs> <laughs> because of that Virgo there. It's like, no. <laughs> well, it's interesting. My room, my room will always be messy. Messy in okay. the sense of I know where everything is and there's organization. Right. But exactly true. Any public spaces or house. <laughs> yeah. Like even when I take my backpack, like if I go backpacking for, you know, week plus time where I'm just living out of my backpack, like the first two days, the thing that like is most difficult for me or most challenging for me is to like get my system of like, this goes there and that goes there, you know, like that (laughs) bit of like organization and knowing where things are and they're in their right place and it's like clean and like, (laughs) you know, I have a shower mat in my tent so I can take that out so that all of the dirt gets, you know, like (laughs) I definitely have that big time. <laughs> yeah, because the Virgo is the priestess. So the priestess always has a, like an immaculate sacred space. Mm. Right? So that's yeah. really important to you. Like I have wow. Gemini in my fourth house. Okay. So okay. I'm constantly creating chaos. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my home is just pockets of chaos. That's all mm. it is. And actually yeah. works for me. Like I, and I did tidy recently and I lost all this stuff. I can't find it anymore and I'm so frustrated. Yeah, I, I need to be able to create in my home. So I, it's just, yeah, there's just... Yeah. Creativity is chaotic, you know. <laughs> yeah. It requires yeah, it that. Is. It's like an ingredient for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cancer is a lot about safety. Mm. Like where is security? That's why the crab likes its shell. That's mm-hmm. its security. Like don't take that away. This past year has been, has shattered a lot of people's senses of security. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've all been confined to our homes, <laughs> like a lot of a lot of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And now that things are opening up, it's like, wow, I get to, I should go out there and actually see people. 
Right. How how weird is that? Yeah. I think it's a hard transition for a lot of people too, you know, depending on what I think, yeah, was. Yeah. I think it was hard for some people just to stay at home and to be in their own space and to experience that like, whoa, like I'm here and I'm, I'm, I can't leave. That's crazy. And then other people like, I I didn't mind it because I'm kind Mm -hmm. of, I guess, a hermit Mm. myself. Mm. um, As long as I have contact in some way with the outer world, Mm, but it it really highlighted the home. And I heard actually that companies that were making home goods Mm. really flourished during the past year because people Mm. are like, just want little nice things for their homes. Yeah. Like as opposed to kind of getting a haircut. Right. That, that was not high on the agenda anymore, (laughs) but but like having like something nice in your home to look at. Yeah. Mm. Like that's what people were spending their money on. But it's a lovely, lovely sign. Like I know that the clients I have have it. Like just see, like they they put so much of themselves into what they do, yeah. and they're kind of fearless in that way, mm. which is super interesting. You know, they're not they're not afraid to, to do that, mm. um, and they'll see everything like to its end. Yeah, like, there's a deep here. devotion there. Yeah, dedication, yeah. like like you do to to this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Space Cord. Space Cord.